All right, ladies and kids and gentlemen, here we are, Idiots on Parade. Jake, hello. How's it going? Jake is in New York in your new digs, your new apartment. You said you can see the Hudson. Yeah, it's great, man. I'm like, I'm right across the street from the Hudson and also right across the street from a dog park, man. So I can, uh, I can take Samson there like literally every day. And, and then up north, there's an even bigger park. And, then, and it's, it's cool, man. He's always getting to meet new dogs and stuff like that. And the, the joke I made is, since you're right on the Hudson, you can watch Planes Land. Ha ha. That's true. Ha, because Planes Land in the Hudson. Ha ha. No, man, I'm, I'm loving the dog park, though, man. It's, uh, I, yeah, you, you get to meet good people, too. Like, there's always that stereotype I, back home, or I don't know if this is across the whole country, but people are like, oh, People in New York are assholes or whatever, man. But I've I've had the opposite experience. Everybody I've met here has been really cool. Just strangers out in public are really nice. And I think a big part is you got to be walking dogs, man. You get to meet the dog people. Well, my I felt my my goddamn dog is such a pussy. He's such a mama and daddy's boy that we used to take him to the dog park, but he wouldn't socialize. All he would do is like hang out right next to us. If we, as we walked around, he would stay right at our ankles. Like dogs would run around and play. But he'd fucking be a pussy, and like if we tried to get him to interact with another dog, he'd be like, "No, I'm fine, just hanging out with you guys." Yeah, he was like the World of Warcraft version of dog, you know, like the guy that hangs out in his basement playing video games all day yeah, online. Exactly that, the, that dog. But dude, I, uh, I I met this girl last night. It was actually kind of funny, man. Ooh, she had this like girl. Labrador puppy. And, and and it kept running around me, so we'd get tangled up, that kind of thing, like a cheesy Ben Affleck movie. And uh, <laughs> since it was, uh, and I was talking to her, and she was she was cool, man. I I think she liked me, but uh, her dog kept wanting to like play bite with Samson. He did not like that shit at all. Isn't that so into Samson fighting? Was like biting it. This, yeah, dude, it would like go near her to try to play, and then he would just sit there and just bite it on the snout. And I felt bad because I was, like, talking to this girl anyway. And, and even though my dog hated her dog, and I just – I felt like I was the human dog equivalent of of the college roommate, you know, in the dorm who who's getting laid and making you sleep on a couch in a common area while there's, like, annoying cannibals biting you, shit like that. You're, you're writing your first screenplay, your first Hollywood screenplay. It's a uh... – must love dogs with uh, John Cusack and uh, what's her face Diane Lane the sequel where where the dogs where the humans like each other but the dogs don't how will they overcome There we go So you 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 met a chick and this this is kind of an like not an awkward segue but I was at a wedding re recently uh, not that you two will be getting married anytime soon uh, that's kind of what I wanted to open with I've got a funeral to go to this weekend my best friend's dad uh, passed away and I'm not looking forward to that because nobody looks forward to funerals. But the the wedding I just went to, I just I don't like going to I guess what they say holy gatherings, you know, like because there's going to be a lot of Jesus talk yeah. at the funeral. And this this wedding that I went to really like my my wife and I, Lydia, she she turned to me and uh, we sort of looked at each other like, are we here in this shit? Because it was like 1950s sexist bullshit wedding. Like the the preacher was tossing out usual Jesus bullshit, but every so often he would say something that was like. Like for instance, uh, he was like, oh, do you, husband, promise to love your wife? And he would say yes. And he turned to her and say, now, do you, wife, promise to honor and respect your husband? Kind of like, well, that's, that's kind of different from love. Why are you saying that she needs to respect him and honor him and all he has to do is love her? Yeah. That was kind of bullshit. And then at the end of the ceremony, he says, I now present to you Mr. and Mrs. Bob Smith. 
Not even like Mr. and Mrs. Jane and Bob Smith, just like she completely lost her identity. And he did it twice. He did it at the end of the ceremony. And when they walked into the, the dining room for dinner, it's like, oh, now that, because they do the wedding processional. And I'm just like, it's 2013. Are we really trying to push fucking 1950s attitudes? Or this, this is the problem I have with like religion is, is people say, oh, no, religion can be progressive. Maybe it can, but it's also really fucking regressive and sexist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pastors usually ain't the most progressive people. Uh, they think women are objects. They think the earth's like 20 minutes old. Some of them think it's okay to fuck kids or whatever. Like, they're, they're weird people, man. You got to watch out for them. Well, that's, that's uh, what we were talking about last week on the episode was the new pope. And I've been thinking about him a lot. And... I hate to say this, like, for a while I was sort of, like, enamored by him in the way that, wow, he's really saying all the right things. Like, you know, we, we can't uh, have the focus of the church be gays and abortion. We need to talk about other things. But the more I think about it, he, he did come out and say that women will not be ordained as priests. That's just church doctrine, so fuck you women. So he's yeah. already anti-women. And, and the church has come out and said, well, he may be saying we're not going to judge gays, but that's because God's going to judge them after they die. So it, it, it makes me worry that he's doing that whole bring them in using honey instead of vinegar. Like, well, we're not going to talk about how bad abortion is and how gays are. We're going to talk about love and compassion because that's the message I personally want to hear, me, Nathan. Right. And I think there are a lot of other people out there who want to hear that. But then as you become indoctrinated, as you, as you get in, like, oh, this whole message of love, then underneath that is, oh, by the way, now yeah. that you're here, fuck the gays and fuck women. And that really scares me because nothing's he's changed. A, he's a smart guy like that. He's, he knows you need good PR. He's, uh, he's talking about hope and change and then blowing kids up with drones, that Pope guy. That's what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, isn't that, that's scary because it looks so good on paper. Like you said, it is all marketing and maybe he is a genuinely good person that believes in compassion. But the, the whole point is say a gay kid comes in and says, I need help. He's like, okay, well, have you tried not being gay or something like that? That's his idea of help. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Well, see, I think that what gets me the most about him getting like all, all progressive and stuff is, uh, he also, like we were talking about last week, made that rule that, I mean, officially punishes whistleblowers. So I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I don't care how cool you are on women's rights and gay rights. If you're com covering up pedophilia, like openly, that's, uh, that kind of outweighs any progressive stances you take, man. Yeah, it's the WikiLeaks law. I mean, if there is a cover-up happening where, oh my God, we've got another parish where boys are getting fucked, you'd think that it should be kicked open to the world. But instead, he wants like, oh, we'll handle it internally. Well, we saw how the church has handled it internally for the past, you know, centuries. I mean, this has been going on forever. And so, in a way, it almost makes me appreciate... Uh, Pope John Paul II and Pope Nazi even more because at least they were honest. Yeah. They came right out and said, I fucking hate gays. I fucking hate women. I love fucking little boys. I mean, like, that is the essence of their message. Yeah. Of course, John Paul protected himself from it better using, you know, the people under him to to shield the pedophiles. But, I mean, at least, like, like we talked about with that guy that was trying to create a white supremacist town in North uh, Dakota a few weeks ago. At least John Paul and Pope Nazi were completely honest in their stance. And this guy, he, he might be honest in his love and compassion, but 
the underlying, the foundation for it all is still fuck women and fuck gays, and I have a problem with that. Yeah, it's all based on a weird little uh, book of desert stories from thousands of years ago. So it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, I can't trust anything they said. Yeah, I, I grew up in a Catholic church, man, so I, 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 uh, I'm really anti-Catholic now. You know, I mean, I'm anti all religion, but like especially Catholics, because they made me chant to a guy in a dress who was singing, and they made me stand and kneel and do all that shit. So, I the only the only thing that makes me feel better about that in retrospect is that some of those kids in there were getting raped, so it could have been worse for me. You know what I mean? They actually it turns out they took it easy <laughs> on me, just making me sing along for an hour and a half. I love how you started that. Like the only thing that made it better is kids were getting raped, yeah. because that statement sounds a little odd until you add the twist, which is uh, it could have been worse for me. Where it's like, okay, I was having a bad yeah. time, but at least I can poop normally these days. I don't have to wear a colostomy bag because my asshole has been it's so true. stretched out by priest cock. You always got to look at the glass as like, you know, one eighth full. However full that glass was, man, it was it was it was a sliver full. It had a little shot poured in the bottom there. I never understood that uh, the glass is half full or half empty saying because they never talk about the fluid. What if it's half full of like piss or gasoline? You know, like how does that help anyone? It's true. It's, there's there's no there's nothing there other than that random thought of. I've always considered you know, what if the it's Catholic water? Church like a glass bubbling over the top with piss and gasoline, man. That's uh, this, this analogy works, I think. This uh, I just had a thought. I can't remember if it was the Daily Show, Colbert, or some other news source, but they did. Um, oh, where did I see this? Someone will have to Google it. But um, holy water was just found to be the most contaminated water on the planet, undrinkable because it contains feces and. Uh, everything else, because everybody's always dunking their hands in when they go to church. Well, people are fucking filthy pigs, so they walk in, dunk their hands in the holy water, and they get their shit and microbes and whatever else they're carrying on in the holy water. So then it just sits there, uh, fetid, disgusting water. So the next person goes in to bless himself, and he gets shit water on his face. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's blessed by a goddamn sex offender to start it off with, so it doesn't even start <laughs> off good. <laughs> I think I wanted to, I think I was thinking of holy water because, uh, I can't remember, did we, did we talk about this on the podcast last week or did I just, I just made a joke that it would be funny to, uh, if like the church or someone had sent a kid out to Boys Town in Chicago and opened a lemonade stand and they used holy water for the lemonade to cure gays. I don't know. There was just a dumb thought there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as, as long as the, uh, the church goes with their, their normal route and just doesn't do any scientific study to back it up yeah they can they can claim that sure the earth's 20 <laughs> minutes old and holy water lemonade cures gay yeah why not <laughs> so we should uh, tell people that it is um october 3rd we're recording today and this will be posted when uh the monday after this that'll be october 7th and hopefully the government shutdown will be over by then um I don't think it will be. Jake, you got thoughts on the government shutdown? Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, honestly, my, my thoughts shouldn't mean anything because I, I didn't think it was going to happen to begin with. I, I, I thought they were going to uh, stop it. So I, I'm going to say no. I, I think it will be uh, over by then. But if you asked me to put money on it a few days ago, I, I would have bet that it wasn't going to happen. So I, I will just say with this shit that I, I think it's crazy. That like a week ago, 
we had all the money in the world to go bomb in a country that didn't attack us, you know, and now we can't pay the postal service or whatever, you know, like we got to lay off 800,000 federal employees. It's like, it, it, it seems kind of like if we got money to be bombing people, we, this shouldn't be an issue, you know? Yeah, it makes sense, but we always seem to find the budget to bomb. Um, the thing that frightens me about this is the Daily Show has been knocking it out of the park, um, showing the hypocrisy of the right wing, where for months and months, and they've been leading up saying when this happens, when, when we lead to the showdown for budget approval, we can shut the government down by threatening to defund Obamacare, saying the only way we're going to give you a budget and now that it's actually happened, they are out there screaming, the Democrats have shut the government down, the Democrats have shut the government down, when, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And people buy into it. I, I know really, really stupid people who say, yeah, it's the Democrats' fault, even though the Republicans said, this is what we're going to do. Okay, we just did it. And then they turn around and say, nope, we didn't do it. And it amazes me that people fall for that. Yeah, they, I, I feel like on this one, the, the, Republicans did the uh, political equivalent of crying and taking their ball home because they didn't get the rules they wanted, you know? Well, it's not even the rules they wanted. It's the outcome. Um, again, I hate to, to reference it again, but The Daily Show called it best. They said uh, it's like an NFL game. They talked about the Giants-Chiefs game, and I don't remember the exact score, so I'm going to make it up. But basically, uh, the Chiefs won the game, say they had 21 points. The Giants lost, say they had 7. Um, after that game... Basically, Stewart compared the Republicans to the Giants, saying the Giants didn't go to the NFL and say, hey, we now demand uh, 20 more points so that we're the winner, and if you don't uh, have, give us those points, we're going to shut the NFL down. I mean, it, it basically makes no sense what the Republicans are doing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty weird, man. And it, I, I love that their whole, their whole argument for doing it was, well, Obamacare is going to fuck up the economy. It's like, well, dude, this is fucking up the economy. Wait, you know? I, I mean, more than laying off all these federal workers and closing all the parks, cutting all kinds of food stamps programs for poor people, that kind of thing. Like, that's that's not doing bad shit for the economy, you know? Well, the estimate is $200 million a day to have the economy shut down or an hour. I forget. I, they... they... Uh, it's running out there, it can be Googled. But yeah, it, it costs more. And you just mentioned something that I find probably the most offensive. And it pains me what I'm about to say because it's such a cliche and it's such a stereotype, but I'm going to say it anyway. I have a one-year-old daughter, and all she knows is happy, sad, hungry, or angry. And hungry, you give her food, and it's sort of expected like if she's hungry you give her something and, and she's just like oh I put this in my mouth that eat I eat it makes me feel better so where I live um, the word went out yesterday our local food pantry lost all its funding and needs baby formula and baby food oh, man. and that's what I find the most disgusting is that the Republicans have that argument they say okay why did you have the kid if you couldn't afford it but if you backtrack, they say, well, you can't have an abortion because abortion is right, bad. Yeah. And if you backtrack even further, they say, well, yeah. yeah, you can't put on a condom. So it's like you need to you need to abstain. But if you do have sex, then you need to have the kid. And if you can't afford it, fuck you. We're not going to give you baby food. And so that's what I find the most disgusting out of this whole thing is the thought out there of a child being hungry. I mean, and, and what's even worse about a child being hungry is all the the talking points you see on the news 
that where all the Republicans are going on, all the congressmen are saying, oh, you know, what about the kids that want to see Yosemite and, and Old Faithful? And what about the kids that want to go to the Smithsonian? Fuck you. I mean, if a parent can afford to take his kid on a vacation, that's great. But why aren't you talking about the kids that cannot eat right now that you forced a mother to have? Yeah, I I totally agree, man. If there's any ever any kind of apocalypse or whatever, the first thing I'm doing is eating rich babies, man. That's, I'm going to live off rich babies for the first like year. I'm going to go down to Park Avenue here in, in, in New York and just, well, first I'm going to, I'm going to violate a rich banker with a really expensive bottle of Chardonnay. Just singing the whole time. And then I'm going to eat rich babies, man. That's what I'm going to do. Do you think they're going to be high in protein because they'll be so lean or is it, yeah, lean cut uh, would be better than a fatty cut. Well, I think it, the same principle goes with eating a rich baby as goes with drinking a really expensive bottle of wine or liquor. They've done studies that have shown that even people who consider themselves wine connoisseurs, there's like an almost you know hundred percent correlation between people's enjoyment level of the wine. And how much they believe it costs, you know, they'll give them one, tell them it's cheap, give them the other, tell yeah, them yeah, expensive, yeah, yeah, yeah. switch it up, that kind of thing. And so at a certain point, it just becomes all about bragging about how much money you can spend on a bottle of wine. And it's, it's really more just the experience of drinking something that is mentally exquisite or a delicacy. So when you eat a rich baby, Marketing wise, it's it's really more about uh, the experience, I think, than the flavor. Well, I have three things that are running through my head in no particular order, so I'm just going to toss them out there. Okay. Uh, one, this reminds me of like Kanye West and his stupid $250 white T-shirt. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but basically, it is a white T-shirt, just like a Hanes T-shirt. But since Kanye West quote designed it. It sells for $250, and it's sold out. So assholes actually bought the $250 white T-shirt. Um, yeah, the second That's thing insane. running through my mind is... Um, it's crazier than listening to Kanye West in the first place. Exactly. That's second thing running through my mind is I know that we talked about this when we talked about previous jobs. You talk about expensive wine. I was a bartender, and I would I, whatever the wine was ordered, I poured from the same bottle because I worked at a fine dining restaurant. So they'd say, I want your yeah. most uh, expensive red wine. I would just pour the house wine. Nobody ever caught me. And then here, thir this is the most important thing, and this is where you need to jump in and justify. You're talking about eating babies a week or two after bringing up McHumans. You, my friend, have uh, cannibalism on the mind. Fucking defend yourself, you human flesh wanting to eat motherfucker. This is, you, you're, <laughs> like halfway through you're talking about, like, this motherfucker's bringing up eating humans again. What is it with you and you? Did, did eating your own fatty flesh uh, <laughs> turn you into a, the, the, the Sasquatch, the Wendigo from Marvel Comics? No, no, it did the opposite. It made me realize that human meat is bland. You know, <laughs> why do you keep bringing it up? I don't know, man. I guess I've just been fascinated <laughs> by the concepts, you know. So I think the people that do eat other people, it's it's all a hundred percent marketing. You know, it's a placebo effect. They just think it tastes good when it doesn't. That kind of thing. So, but would you say rich people would taste better than poor people if that's how you marketed it? Hmm. 
I bet if if you did just on average, I'm I'm guessing, man, because you know how like a, a grass fed cow tastes better than a than a cheap like grain fed cow, you know? Well, poor people are eating a lot of high fructose corn syrup, a lot of McDonald's with the grain fed beef, and so it's it's not as healthy meat, whereas a lot of rich people, now some of them may not eat good, but... But some of them are shopping at Whole Foods yeah, they're and... going on Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah, they're getting all that real sugar. They're going to be sweet. They're going to be a fine, like, <laughs> caviar, <laughs> these rich people and their babies. I don't want to fucking talk about cannibalism anymore. I just brought it up, but Jesus. So what else you want to talk about? We talked about the new pope. We've talked about uh, shitty weddings and in a and in the government shutdown. You got anything else on your brain, Jake? You've been, oh, um, you been hitting I've, any open mics there? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's been it's been all right, man. Um, yeah, it's been going good. But uh, yeah, I, I will I will say about Obamacare though, man. That yeah, like I don't. I'm not like totally in, in love with it. Like I, I think it's, it's good, but I mean, I do kind of foresee problems with it. Like one, one issue that one thing that I, I kind of worry about, maybe, maybe they, they have a way around it. Maybe they don't, but they're saying it's, it's for like full-time employees or whatever. Well, I know like it, back in Iowa, I, I, what I was kind of noticing throughout the years is, is companies were going more with like, temp workers and part-time workers and shit like that just to get around certain things and i, I think if you if you mandated that then I, I i feel like companies would just kind of find shady little ways like oh we have 80 percent temp workers now you know shit i like think that. i think that's cyclical because i remember that uh, uh years and years ago i think it, it when manpower was growing, uh, the, the company manpower was, a, it was, and probably still is a huge temp worker agency. The problem becomes with, um, training, you get frustrated workers who don't want to do it anymore. And then you have to roll over training takes a lot of money. So the, the more temp workers, they have to keep moving in and out. That's not going to be worth it for a company. They just say, fuck it. And, uh, you know, just hire regular workers and treat them well. Like the opposite is happening. It depends on the company. Like there was uh, Disney just said they are going to bump up a number of their employees to full time because it just makes more sense and their employees will be happier. So you're going to get asshole companies like those owned by the Koch brothers that are going to try and fuck workers any way they can. And then you'll find good companies, not saying that Disney's good, but they're doing good here, um, that will, that will t embrace it. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not saying every single company is going to do that, but I, I I kind of feel like, especially with big companies, for the most yeah. part, it's it's so bureaucratic because you got so many levels of management that at a certain point up that ladder, it really is just about numbers, and some guy is going to go to you know the CEO whoever and be like, sir, I you know I I found a way to uh you know, decrease costs by this many percent in, in the third quarter. And, blah, 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 blah. and they'll be like, oh, that's great, Erickson, you know, and it'll just be like that. It barely even discuss the fact that like, hey, um, this kind of isn't cool. We should treat people better. We shouldn't just have temp workers working there for like five, six years or whatever. Uh, but they're not going to see it that much, like five steps up the ladder, you know. Yeah, they never see the human cost. Um, well, the one thing that I, they say that um, everything is more important to you when it affects you personally, and this doesn't affect me personally, but it, it does just sort of in 
outer circles. I have a friend that was diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis, um, a few months ago. And see, to me, that's the best thing about Obamacare is in the future, if she lost health care, she would never be able to get it again because of her MS. They would have said, oh, you have MS? Yeah, you're going to be a burden. You'll be a liability. And that's the good thing is she will be able to be taken care of for the rest of her life. And yeah. that's the human cost of it is, is this, this person is my friend. I care for her. And when the diagnosis came down, I'm like, holy shit, that's awful. But now that there's, and that's, that's the other part when people talk about, oh, Obamacare is going to ruin the country. In fact, they, when they find out what's in it, like the, Jimmy Kimmel did a segment, what do you think is better, Obamacare or the Affordable Health Care Act? And everybody said the Affordable Health Care Act. And then the switch was, by the way, they're the same thing. And everybody felt stupid. Yeah. All the, And the same thing happened in Kentucky. They set up a booth and said, um, here's the new health care plan you can choose if you want to. And people looked at it and said, wow, this is fantastic. We hate Obamacare. Why can't we get more like this? And, well, it was Obamacare because everybody seems to like everything that is in Obamacare. They just don't like the idea that it's Obamacare because they don't know anything oh, about don't, it. Don't get me wrong. No, I, I like I like. A yeah, lot no, no, no. I know. I, I know you say I'm you like it. about people finding ways around it. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I know you're like not that. attacking that. I, uh, the thing that's funny also is... Uh, and, all, well, and also, I guess I should say with it is, um, I I think that before we we think about like, okay, how are we going to get everybody insured on the government side? I think that a big thing that we should do is is cut off the the corn subsidies because that's causing a lot of health problems in this country, and so deciding that that you're going to subsidize healthcare while at the same time subsidizing your own health problems. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like a $2 hooker deciding that she's going to drink plenty of orange juice before her shift tonight because she doesn't want to suck a dick and catch a cold. You know what I mean? She doesn't want to suck 20 dicks and catch a cold. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I and worked... we're sucking 20 big old dicks with these corn subsidies, and we should, we should pop that, that, that yellow dick out of our mouths. I agree with you. Um, well, I, I think the, the, the positive side of it is um, I worked as a security guard and, when I was in college, and I worked in a low-income building or a building in a low-income area. And this, this is just personal experience, but I've discovered over time that it's pretty true. Like, it's one of the things that you find out. Um, low-income people, when they don't have health insurance, they just call 911. So 911, the ambulance would show up, and it'd be like, oh, a tummy ache or, oh, a headache. But since they couldn't go and get regular health care, that was like, it was like Mitt Romney's, uh, his comment, don't we have the greatest emergency rooms? So health care, basically, instead of always relying on taxpayer dollars for just going to emergency room for the sniffles or calling 911 because of a tummy ache, now that they have to have insurance and will get insurance, they can just go see a regular practitioner and yeah. avoid that mess. If they're not a temp or a part-time worker. I think that's going to be a big problem with that. No, they, no, no. I mean, it, I, it, private individuals have to get the health insurance too. You take it away from how employees are going to fuck their workers over. Yeah. The the workers then, even if they can't get insurance through their employees, everybody has to get insurance. That's the bottom line of Obamacare is it's a federal mandate. Kind of like if you own a car, you have to get 
car insurance. And I never understood how people would not see that correlation. They'd be like, I don't need no health insurance. Well, you drive a car, right? Yes. Well, it's a law that you have to drive, you have to have insurance to drive a car, right? Yes. Well, then fuck you. What are you complaining about? So anyway, yeah. and that's when federal subsidies will come into case. Oh, your employer does not help All you pay right, for no, health yeah, insurance. That, that was a bad comparison, man. I, yeah. I guess my only problem with, with them doing like a lot of the, the temp worker stuff is now they're getting screwed over out of other benefits. They're not going to get paid as much. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. And that's that's the problem is that's again, goes back to companies fucking people over. So, which they do. Yeah. No, you'd say, but, but all in all, like, I, I don't think it's like a, uh, a, a bad thing. You know, like I, I think it, it came out at, at a time when we were in a lot of debt. So I can, I can still see the argument like, well, it's just, we should probably get out of debt before we, we do this. But I mean, you know, we, we we waste a lot of other money in other places where, you know, yeah. like we, you know, we shit a week ago we we're talking about bombing Syria. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and we're really gonna bitch yep. about medicine. Like, that's what shutting the government down. Not, not the, the the thought of dropping bombs on Syria. I didn't hear any of these motherfuckers threaten. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna shut the government down if we if we bomb yet another country that hasn't fucked with us. You know, I didn't I didn't hear them threaten to shut the government down over that. But now give poor people in our own health you know country health insurance and it's like fucking armageddon you know it's crazy and that's what makes them very very bad people well we're nearing uh 30 minutes jake you got anything else you want to talk about or do we want to call it quits here um no i i i I think i'm good man all right uh i don't know that we were our funniest but we can't be funny every week some weeks we just gotta vent yeah, Folks, yeah. thanks for listening. If you agree with us on healthcare, email us. If you disagree with us, email us. Always email us. Thanks, everyone. Later.